Imagine a world in which post-traumatic stress no longer robs from the millions who suffer, where spouses, children, communities, and organizations get back the ones they love. Post-traumatic stress is often treated as an illness that can only be curbed, but this is wrong. PTS is an injury that can be healed quickly so that those affected get back to doing what they're meant to do, thrive. Join us as we discuss the latest innovation in the treatment of PTSD, specifically the reconsolidation of traumatic memories, what we refer to as the RTM protocol. We regularly feature guests who have successfully cured PTSD to inspire hope in all those who still struggle, hope in what is possible. This is Life After PTSD. You are listening to another episode of Life After PTSD. I don't even know how many episodes. We're such seasoned veterans. Carrie is with me today. Say hey, Carrie. Yes. This is Carrie from First Orlando Counseling. Yeah. Name is Jeff McLaughlin. We are here live in Orlando. But we have a very, very special guest with us on the line today. I'm very excited about uh, what we're getting to talk about today because um, here we are coming up on the one-year anniversary of the Douglas High School shootings in Parkland, Florida. And so live on the line, we've got somebody, and actually an old friend, uh, I know her. I know her. It's been a long time, but you know, I know her. But Joyce Lacombe, say hey uh, from uh, sunny Coral Springs in Parkland. So how are things? I'm well. I'm well. Good to connect with you guys again. For sure. Are you in shorts weather? Is it shorts weather down there today? Um, it's chilly. It's chilly with a chance of a little bit of a jacket. Nice. So. And so she's, yeah. what she means is it's, it's the low tonight is going to be 71 degrees. And so <laughs> I get it. I get it. That's awesome. Well, Hey, so, um, very, very cool to be talking with you. You have been on the ground, um, since I guess really since day one of doing some, some counseling work down there. And, uh, as, as you know, we're coming up on this one year anniversary and it's, it's very interesting because I think one of the sad things about, um, any of these events is that people often forget. This is, I, I, I'm fully convinced by the way, that this is an American thing. We say we're not gonna forget and we're gonna learn our lesson and then we forget, right? And so here we are, Parkland's coming up. The media has completely stopped covering it. Like I, I do believe that in a couple of weeks they'll they'll resurrect the story, you know, for a one year marker or something like that, but they've forgotten about it. And yet the reality I have no doubt is still as real as it was you know, right. 11 months ago. So will you talk about that? Tell us your journey, your story, your relation to all of this. And we'd love to hear that for, for an open. Well, you know, I'm here, I'm based out of South Florida in the Coral Springs area. And, um, I have just been serving this population for about 10 years, but, um, you know, as a therapist and personally, this, this, this unfortunate tragedy, um, struck very, very close to home. Um, so that is my connection to this area. You're absolutely correct that, um, you know, people are definitely still struggling. This one year mark is just, um, another wave of emotions we're gonna have to navigate through. And that's why I'm grateful about the tool that we're going to chat about today. It's, it's interesting because I, uh, Joycey, the person that you met in a store or somewhere the other day called me. So I guess you guys connected in a store and she, I don't know, or something and you, gave her my number do you know what I'm talking about you (laughs) Uh, potentially potentially yeah anyway she called and she was saying that she still is having a difficult time even I think that was a salesman trying to sell her something and she gave them your number instead so that she wouldn't get bothered I think that's what happened here (laughs) it's okay I do that all the time what was interesting what was yeah what was interesting though is just that (laughs) that that it's so present on people's minds that they can connect anywhere and now I'm wondering who what that situation was but anyway <laughs> yeah, thought about that after yeah 
something about life insurance. I don't know what. <laughs> no, it really was. I mean, no, she called and, and she said um, she has kids and she's still having a hard time even yeah. leaving the house, you know, yeah. feeling more more anxiety than she's ever had in her life. And yeah, I, th I think we make this here. assumption because of this, you know, the forgotten media coverage with any of these events that, you know, everybody's just moved on and everybody's okay. And, you know, to me, that only perpetuates this idea, this wrong idea, by the way, that, you know, there's no place for grieving and you got to pick yourself up and be strong and so on and so forth. Right. And PTSD and, is for the week. Right. PTSD is for the, I've heard that said in recent mm -hmm. weeks too, by the way, among military people. And, um, you know, and uh, you wonder where they get that from. Well, it's pretty obvious, you know, people forget and they move on and it's assumed that that's what strong people do. Yes. Right. Not the truth. Huh? But you're still seeing that in your, in your practice, right? I mean, and what are what? And without sharing details of confidential right. information, but I mean, generally speaking, um, well, actually just, can you share a little bit about, I know that day that you went over there and there were kids without even phones. I mean, those kind of things are even traumatic. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So that day we just come back from lunch, you know, in my office, we just started to hear little reports you know, coming through breaking news and you kind of wondered if this was real or not. Cause we had something that kind of sounded like that at another school, maybe a month or two before, but as we're watching, we're realizing the reality of it. And, you know, I mentor other students. And so there was one particular girl that I knew had a single parent, you know, and her dad was in Miami. So I went to go pick her up. And I mean, just from that moment of just hearing what, I picked her up and her friend that was with her that I didn't know and just hearing what they had gone through. I mean, you're already starting as a therapist to start to absorb the reality and the profound effects that this trauma was having, was going to have on them. And little did I know, you know, really the effect it was going to have on me as time went on. But yeah, it was, you know, parents trying to pick up their kids. It just, it was a really bad day. It was a really bad day. It was hard. To, it was hard to get in touch with people. From what I understand, they had kind of, kind of limited phone phone service, so they could do, you know, the FBI and things like that could do their work, or the law enforcement could do their work. But um, so that was challenging. It was, yeah, it was a really bad day. And when you, um, I mean, yeah, and that's that's the other thing we can talk about in a minute. But it's just therapist. As therapist, we deal with compassion fatigue, and when you're dealing with things like that, it's not. It affects you, not just not just the client that you're listening to, but listening to that, you know. And then, of course, it was in your community as well. Right. Um, what do you think the biggest um, thing is now that, I mean, I, I guess one thing I think about now is all the kids that, you know, I, well, as you know, we, we met because I came down there to, to, to see a child. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, when I got down there, one of the things that he said was, that lots of kids are going to counseling, but they're just going to the counselors to get out of school, you know, get out of the class. You know, they're not, they don't, they're not really having any problems, you know? And, and, and we talked about that because I think the kids probably were having some problems. I'm not saying that right. they were all going um, to counseling to get out of the class, but, but that's a perception, you know, counseling, you know, oh, it's right. not, they don't really need this. And then you feel weak if you need counseling, um, especially a year out. When really mm -hmm. your brain is kicking into safety mode and this was a scary mm -hmm. thing, your life was threatened. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so anything similar to that, a loud noise, uh, um, you know, going to sleep at night, anything can tr trigger some fear. Um, 
Absolutely. Um, you know, as I will, you know, I, I will um, mention that it's before I actually went and was able to process, you know, the things that I had heard and experienced on a personal and professional level through memory reconsolidation. Um, I mean, I was triggered by loud noises mm. you know? and I hadn't, you know, I wasn't on campus that day in any way, but just from the stories that I heard and um, just from the knowledge that I had of what had happened, um, you know, that vicarious trauma is a, is a real thing, is a real thing. And when you're dealing with a community that has experienced the community um, violence, um, people are surprised to learn that, you know, I wasn't there, I don't know anybody, but it's still affecting me. They're kind of a little bit weirded out that it, or, or kind of like ashamed, like, should I even say this? Like, mm-hmm. can I even say that I'm struggling? But yeah, you are. Absolutely, that, that's a really good point. I think um, people don't want to say that they are struggling. Uh, I had one person say, I keep seeing all the kids. I keep imagining what they would do. I can see them running. I can see them. And she said, and I wasn't even there. I wasn't there. I can't imagine what those people are dealing with. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. having flashbacks and I didn't experience it. And I feel, I feel silly telling anybody I'm having flashbacks because it's not, it's not fair. I didn't, I didn't lose my child. It's not fair. You know, I shouldn't be taking up anyone's time, like counseling or anything. And um, I think that's, I think that's a, a fallacy in our thinking that, you know, we shouldn't have it. Like you said, it's a community. Everyone in the community was traumatized together uh-huh. on a different level. So, uh-huh. so, so, so Joyce, I want to, I want to share with you, I was down there in March. Okay. And I, you know, I've been, it's been years uh, since I've been in Coral Springs. Um, 99, mm-hmm. I think it was, uh, uh-huh. came up to school anyway, uh, UCF. And so it's, uh, we haven't lived down there. I mean, it's, it's, that's not home anymore, but it's always home. First 18 year, years of my life I spent down there. And so in March, um, and you're talking, I, I think at this point, I think it was like Easter weekend or something like that. So I want to say that that was like the end of March and maybe five to six weeks after the shootings happened. Um, okay. I, I drove, I was with a family, but I drove by the school and of course there were you know, um, law enforcement detail everywhere. I think it was, or, uh, I said Orange County Sheriff, it was Broward County Sheriff, I think it was. Anyway, that were all around the school. And I remember just standing from a distance. I was a Terrabella student, by the way. I didn't even go to Douglas, you know, but mm-hmm. standing at a distance, like this was, this was a, I, there was vicarious pain in me. I, I'm, I, you know, a sorrow, a hurt and everything. I remember yeah. as a, in 1999, when Columbine happened, I was a senior in high school. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, while I didn't wake up the next day fearing that that was going to happen at my school, like just there's, there's human empathy, I think that comes into play. But Mm -hmm. then when you attach it to even, you know, the remotest detail you're able to connect, i.e. I grew up in this community and everything, but here you are, you are down there and this is your world still. And, um, so I can fully understand. I, I think that, you know, you probably had 10 times you know, what I could have possibly been experiencing and everything. And, and yet mine was still, I was like, wow, this, this affected me in ways that I couldn't imagine, which is why it's so exciting to be a part of groups of people that could potentially be helping them in the future, you know, in Parkland. I want to do that. Even, again, it's not my home anymore, but I want to do something like that. So I can only imagine what you've gone through. So I know that um, the way you and I got connected is I borrowed your office, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I borrowed, Borrowed Joyce's office. I'd never met her before, and uh, I actually went and used her office, and then they introduced me to her after that. <laughs> hey, she brought your stapler back, by the way, so in case you want it, it's up here. Oh, my God. You know. Carrie uh, no. likes to take a little sample from, you know, <laughs> just be glad it wasn't your watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, 
so then, you know, she was like, well, what are you doing? And we were talking about what we were doing, the different memory consolidation techniques. And, and she was like, okay, Parkland needs this. This is, I mean, mm. we need more therapists to know how to do this. And so um, she's been doing some memory consolidation and it's been successful. And we're just like, yes, she, in fact, she said, I just wish we could get this down here before the anniversary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, the more, you know, as we're trying to bring this training down here and I'm reaching out to other therapists that have been working with, um, this population, um, I've been getting a lot of positive feedback, um, and their interest, you know, and just wanting to know, um, clearly how it works, the effectiveness, the, um, empirical research behind it and things like that, but our evidence-based research behind it. But more importantly is the reality that, you know, our clients do not have to continue to go through lengthy, um, periods of counseling in order to have find relief. That's been the major benefit that I've seen in employing this, um, this tool. And that, and that's so important. I mean, they already went through something really horrible horrific. We don't want them to have to keep right. experiencing it. And the the beauty about this protocol is it is absolutely researched the highest IRB standards. Um, it had a peer reviewed. Um, and doctor, we were just actually on the phone uh, on a podcast a little bit ago um, with Dr. Frank Bork from Cornell University, or he was from Cornell University, London School of Psychiatry. And he's the one that he's the founder of um, the RTM protocol and because he started using it in 9-11 and saw how helpful it was. Excellent. And so it's interesting. Yeah, I, I forgot, you know, so being here in Orlando, what's the other thing that's interesting, Jeff, that you don't know, she came up here and worked um, Pulse. So she oh, wow. came up here okay. yeah. to Orlando. It was interesting. So I went down there. Mm-hmm. Um, she right. came here. Yeah. So we, and, um, and that's, for me, when I saw a lot of benefits from the memory consolidation techniques, were from Pulse, what people were experiencing, you know, the visions of what they saw that night and um, having mm-hmm. the flashback. You know, I want to just mention, like, when we talk, going back to where you talk about, like, how the community might experience, um, you know, different levels of vicarious trauma and, you know, just kind of wondering how they got there. Like, we can't um, negate the effect that media has played on our mm, that's so important. vicarious trauma. So, like, when these things, even though they weren't in the building, like, they don't have to go far to create these images in their mind because they're presented to them mm-hmm. over and over and over and over Well, again. and these kids were out of school for, what, two weeks afterwards? Well, it was, was more that... than that, wasn't it? No, it was two weeks. Two weeks. And, <laughs> but those those two weeks, at least the first few days, yeah. there were wow. lots of videos that were out on social media that the kids yeah. were watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've been taken, most of them have been taken down. Now, there's still a few, but most of them have been taken down. But those kids were watching over and over and over didn't matter where they were in the building. So it's not just the kids, their parents, um, yeah. their, their grandparents that maybe don't even live in that city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, the, right. vi- the, the ripple effect of trauma yeah. is yeah. absolutely overwhelming. I know when I came back, I, I shared this with you, Joycey, when I came back mm-hmm. from Parkland the first time and I was mm-hmm. coming to pick up my kids from school and I saw them coming out of the building because of the story mm-hmm. I had heard, I could just see horror, you know, for a moment. I thought, oh, wow, you know, kids, mm-hmm. kids being dismissed, you know, all these lots of kids. And, um, and I thought, you know, even that's a little bit so, but the exciting thing is we're coming with something that can help people. 
Um, and that's what I'm really excited about. I can help therapists right. to have a tool because I know, Joycey, um, you've had quite a few therapists that have sent someone to you and you've worked with them a little bit and then sent them back. And the therapists are like, okay, what are you doing? Um, I, I've had that happen to me too. And so we need more people trained. And then we can get the kids the help. And it's quick. It's a neurological, neurological intervention. Three to five sessions and you'll have drastic change in in your life and mm-hmm. your day-to-day functioning. Yes, yes. So that is our hope. That's our goal. That's our desire to um, provide healing to a hurting community. Yeah, I'd say it. Hey, Life After PTSD listeners. We're glad that you love other stories of healing. But what about you? First Orlando Counseling is the premier trauma therapy center in Central Florida with a full staff of trained clinicians ready to help you clear your trauma without re-traumatization. Childhood abuse, relationship abuse, a traumatic car accident, birth trauma, first responder or military trauma, even phobias. You don't have to live like this. It's time for you to heal. Schedule a consultation today by visiting firstorlandocounseling.com or call 407-514-4470. It's that easy. Uh, Joyce, it's, it's, it's interesting that as I was just mentioning the Columbine thing and then you guys were talking about the, the horrors of media and how those are um, yeah. circulate things. You think about the difference in the generation between those kids in Littleton, Colorado right. in 1999. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, every, right. I assume every one of those kids at Parkland had a smartphone in their hands. Mm-hmm. And aside from the things that were being, I mean, I, most of the video that was being shared, I assume was coming off of kids' cell phones, right? Mm-hmm. And the media was mm-hmm. getting a hold of these things mm-hmm. and whatever. The images I remember from Columbine were, I think, aerial shots. They had like helicopter shots right. showing kids coming out of the building and stuff That's like that. Cool. And just the law enforcement, there was nothing inside. I don't remember seeing a single image from inside of the building. Now, that's not to say that you can't create a very healthy mental picture with right. words because I do remember the accounts being told of, you know, from the students and everything and, you know, your mind's eye can can do a pretty good job of filling in the blanks, but man, like these kids are literally everyone has a cell phone in their hands. So not only are they providing the content to the media, but then it's being thrown right back at them. But you know what else is happening? Just, What's you, you know what else they're researching and um, I read this not that long ago, but um, you know, so when we had 9-11, people had cell phones, but they weren't, it wasn't a texting society yet. It wasn't right. social media. Now that we have social media, um, you know, so, so back then when a tragedy happened, you would call your voice to a family member and speak with them and right. connect. Right. Now you're broadcasting it to you're a thousand of your closest friends yep, yep, on social yep, media yep, yep. and not really feeling connected. And so people are also having the problem of, you know, years ago, it's not that many years ago, 9-11, people were still connecting after that. You felt more connected after something like that happened. And there's still some of that, but there's the problem of now we're, we're burying ourselves in our social media. We, it's it's this false sense of connectedness and, and we're missing a huge. Well, let's add a detail too. It's funny you say that because technologically speaking, I do remember after 9-11 cell phone coverage, even here being very spotty networks just as a whole were mm-hmm. overloaded because everybody was connecting mm-hmm. with everybody or they're yes, trying to, true. you know, or whatever. Yes. So, so without that tool, you kind of eventually just gave up and said, you know, I'm just, I'm, I can't do the phone thing. So what do you do? You reach into the immediate community around you. Exactly. And now you you've got, you've got empathy, you've got touch, you mm-hmm. you know, just the, the human emotion, the, the nonverbal communication that is available there. It makes perfect sense to me why there's a lack of connection, even though 
you know, these, um, the tools and mediums for, for doing that in theory are so much greater in 2018. Well, you know, when it happened last year, Parkland obviously is 2019 now, but, um, it's just amazing. It's such a change in just these, these 20 years and everything. And these kids don't know anything different. Right. It used to be a tragedy happened and you would Mm -hmm. reach out to your family and your close friends, your, you know, that were right near you. Yeah. And now a tragedy happens. You're on social media, you're on social media and you're so right. and, mm-hmm. and and being yeah. further traumatized because yeah. you're seeing yeah. all the stories. Yeah. And yeah. We, I mean, right. I we as adults suffer from it too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at all the stories and getting caught up in it, and it's not good for any of us. And so even even people, you know, I would encourage even people who just have seen seen the trauma and just feel some angst, um, they could benefit from this therapy for sure. Totally. totally. Joyce, yeah. speak to this one. This is another thought for me. And I'm, I'm very convinced that probably every community in which something like this has happened is yes. going, it will, will have said, did say what I'm about to say now, but for you and I, who grew up down in Coral Springs, Coral Springs, Parkland area, did you ever think? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a planned community. I mean, it's not a perfect city by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, just, no. It really started out as kind of small town or any town USA, and then it's obviously grown. It's a much bigger community now, and everything. That whole area has really, really grown up for sure. But you know, this would never happen. Mm-hmm. So right there, and the reason I bring that up is for this reason because yes. clearly something like that then happens without warning. Mm-hmm. Okay, how much more are these kids blindsided? How much more is the community blindsided? Um, you know, nobody's waking up. There's no defenses up that are even you know remotely protecting. And not just the physical ones. I'm talking about the emotional ones. You know, there's no defenses up at all because it's, this would never happen here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it yeah. does. And 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 then and then right. and then everything in their world changes, everything. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'll speak to yeah, like the larger community is not. You know, we're just going about our business. We we live in park parkland park, parkland. You know, Coral Springs. These pretty names, pretty cities. And um, we're doing nice things and you do not expect anything like this to happen. But what I would say is that communities where this has happened before and it, and it replicated itself here have stood up and said, this could happen anywhere. Sandy Hook, mm-hmm. um, that whole community, they, they started that when that happened with them. This could happen anywhere. It's similar. Columbine, mm-hmm. similar city. This could happen anywhere. And so what's um, the good I would say to touch on that's come out of this is that all those communities now have bound together and um, created a movement that says this literally could happen anywhere and we need to find ways to stop this. Definitely. Definitely. So, so Joycey, what are you, what are you hopeful for as, you know, for next couple of weeks really with the anniversary coming up, but also, you know, with some RTM training um, happening down there in a couple of weeks, like what what's best case scenario in your mind? If uh, if you could project out like three to six months from now and say this is what's happened now in this community, what what what's like on your wish list right now? Okay, great question, Jeff. So, what I would love to happen is um, for as many as, tr- as therapists that are able to train in this next couple of weeks, um, that that generates another wave of therapists and that we're able to, and another wave and another wave, and that we're able to blanket this city with opportunities for healing, that the word gets out that people that are closest, close to the situation, further away from the situation are able to um, have relief because this has affected us in such a traumatic, um, tragic way. Struck us, but there's other things that we're affected with 
um, that this this tool could help um, with that people are struggling with on a regular basis. When I say that there's clients that I see that I'm seeing and, and offering this tool to them, it's not directly based to this um, tragedy all the time, but it's helped them to be able to move past places where they've been stuck for years, decades, lifetimes. So that's my hope is that we can get the word out. We can get these therapists trained and um, as they're able to see the um, effectiveness of the tool that they're able to spread the word even more and just get more and more people healed. Joyce, I saw um, again, I mean, Columbine is such um, probably it was so like it left an indelible mark on my mind because of, um, you know, it happened when I was a senior in high school and everything. But I remember, you know, after tragedy struck and families lost, you know, children and things like that. I mean, there were moms and dads that were getting divorced and things like that. They just could not process that new normal. I mean, you would have thought mm-hmm. the opposite would have happened. And I, I'm excited for a protocol like this because I feel like um, when people don't know how to process through this kind of stuff, it, 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 it messes up. It kind of messes up the way that they think and they relate to others and everything. Abs- and, and I'm hopeful. I would be hopeful that you know, even though it is a new normal because you can never go back to life before you lost a child or you lost a, whatever it is, that the right. new normal for people could be that they pick up the pieces from here and, you know, hunker down together as families, as a community or whatever. And, and, and this, you know, um, this tragedy doesn't get the power to keep, you know, keep destroying lives a year later, mm-hmm. two years later, three years later, as it did in some of these other, you know, these other communities where, where a protocol like this was not available at the time. That's what I'm hopeful for. Um, coming from a sort of a marriage and family perspective. And I think that that's one of the potential opportunities here. And so we can yeah, you know, just, we you're right. One, one thing you said, um, you're absolutely right. You can never go back to a normal after, mm-hmm. I mean, it's never going to be the same once you've lost a child, once you've lost a friend, or even, even if you right. experience this, but you can interact with the information differently. Mm-hmm. You can disconnect yeah. the overwhelming emotional sensation from the event so that yes, you're sad and, and, you've lost somebody and it's going to be sad, but you're not going to be hijacked by emotion every it's time good. you think of it. And it's not going to just come in out of nowhere. Hey, Joycey, I want to, I want to thank you for being on the, on the show with us. We're looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks and um, thank you for everything that you have done thus far for what you're doing, for the burdens that you've taken on yourself as you've, um, you've been in, in intersecting in the lives of, of people who are hurting uh, down there. Cannot thank you enough for doing that as one from, you know, as, as, as a native uh, from that area. So thank you for your help. And, and I hope you. that uh, this, you know, yeah, you continue to get resourced. And like I said, looking forward to seeing you soon. If you're out there and you're listening to this episode, um, find us on social media at Heal Your PTSD. And uh, we'll give you the, in the credits, um, the websites and everything to connect with us later. Um, Carrie, have a great week. Joyce, have a great week. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. Too. Thank Thanks for joining us for Life After PTSD. As you listen to this podcast, imagine your new life and all the possibilities when you are free of PTSD because that is what is possible with RTM. You are here, which means you're ready. So connect with us at lifeafterptsd.org or in Canada, lifeafterptsd.ca or follow us at Heal Your PTSD.